penny for your thoughts is powered by savings.com.au, your home of consumer finance news, guides and product comparisons. Ready to make sense of your finances? It's time for another episode of Penny for Your Thoughts. Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode of Penny for Your Thoughts. I'm Emma. And I'm Hannon. Now, unless you've been living under a rock, you'll know that we're in a cost of living crisis with inflation currently at about 7%. The cost of pretty much everything has been steadily rising and so has the cost of our debt. Hex debts are indexed to inflation on June the 1st each year. But this year, inflation has soared to its highest level, 7.1%, since the introduction of Hex in 1989. Our hex debts have always been described as the best debt you can have because they don't charge interest as the debt is instead indexed to the consumer price index. There's no deadline to pay it off. The size of the mandatory repayments increase only in line with the graduate's salary. And it's also the only debt that dies with you. Plus, it's a debt that you've taken out to educate yourself and it will improve your chances of getting a good job once you graduate, which immediately makes it better than like a consumer debt like a credit card. And I guess like you're definitely right in that sense. And when you say it dies with you, I almost like I was like, oh, my God, that sounds so harsh. So morbid. <laughs> <laughs> and it's actually funny because Hex is such a timely topic right now. The flavor of the month, as they say, but it's not new news. You know, uni debt has always been indexed to inflation. It's just that this year's rate of 7.1% is so high compared to what we've seen in the past. Like last year, it was 3.9% that it's just been bombarded all over the news and social media. And yes. Emma and I are jumping aboard the hex train too. So to help you guys really understand what Emma and I mean by hex debt now being indexed at 7.1%, I'm going to provide you with an example. So say John Smith, classic name, um, earns $70,000 and has a uni debt balance of $22,636. So that's the average according to Futurity Investment Group. So the amount John earns means his repayment rate, which is the percentage of income that has to be allocated towards paying back student loans is 3.5%. So this means he pays off $2,450 of uni debt per year from his income. However, because indexation is now 7.1%, this would add on $1,600 to his debt. So if you take the $2,450 he pays off minus the $1,600, John is now actually only reducing his debt each year by $850. That's such a big difference in repayments every year. And it means that it's going to take those of us who haven't paid off our hex debts that much longer to pay it off. Oh, I know. And I just, I always thought of uni debt as something that I pay off in the background, you know, Mm. like don't worry about it. It'll pay itself off eventually. And a sort of, it is what it is mindset. But this hex re-indexation just means it's going to take people like you and I am much, much longer to pay off our debt. And it also means something else too, which a lot of people might not know about. Hex debt does actually affect your borrowing power. Lenders consider uni debt in the same way as other personal loans and credit cards when evaluating a potential borrower's ability to service a loan. Essentially, it has made it increasingly difficult for some university educated Aussies to become homeowners. So here to talk to us on this week's episode about hex and borrowing power is mortgage broker Rebecca Jarrett-Dalton, founder of Two Red Shoes. Rebecca, welcome to the podcast. Thanks so much for having me. 
So the topic on all of our minds at the moment is HEX. An estimated 3 million Aussies were hit with a 7.1% increase on their uni debt last week. Some Australians opted to pay off their HEX debts before this 7.1% indexation kicked in. But for those of us who haven't paid off our HEX debts yet, how much will this increase impact our borrowing power? It can have a huge impact. There's a couple of ways it impacts as well. So the number one that we're speaking about is, is the repayments and the balance, of course, or the, the, the two that we're speaking about, the pay, repayments and the balance. So the balance impacts your um, your DTI or debt to income ratio, which is a factor that APRA has mandated banks include when they're assessing your application. Basically, your total debt can't be more than a particular ratio in, you know, in ratio to your income. So debt to income ratio can have a quite limiting factor, particularly if we're limited to something like a six times. Six times your income is the maximum debt you can have, including any credit card limits, any car loans, any home lending, and of course your HEX. The flips, and so that's that one's been impacted by the indexation, right? Because everybody's HEX balances have gone up. The other part of that though is the actual repayment itself. And well, I've just done some quick examples and the repayment on your HEX on an average kind of a hex that we are looking at can be uh, uh, as much as $50,000 decrease to your borrowing capacity. So wow. it's a huge impact. Yeah, wow. And what about like, does, in what way does it hurt your home loan application? Will a lender sort of, if you, you know, apply for a home loan, a lender will say, do you have any hex? You tick yes. And, you know, they ask how much in particular you have. In what way will that hurt your home loan application? Will they still give you a home loan, but obviously you can borrow less or how does that work? Yes, it depends on your circumstances, right? Basically, the lender is looking at that factor, that, that DTI factor, so not letting you get over that particular, you know, six or seven or whatever times of your income, but also they're actually looking at what is your spare income. So if you have, uh, let's say, $2,000 a month income and they take away, uh, you know, $1,000 for your living expenses, that's a poor example, then basically you've only got $1,000 left to cover both the HEX repayment and what would be the proposed home loan repayment. And right mm -hmm. now we're testing home loan repayments with a nine and a half percent interest rate to allow for sort of, you know, the current interest rates and some prudent kind of buffer. So it's mm. a huge impact. Yeah. And off the back of that, how do you apply for a home loan with HEX? I know, so I'm a homeowner and I built my first home and I was actually curious <laughs> when we were like, you know, I'm structuring this episode and I was thinking, did I, did my like mortgage broker or lender ask for my HEX? And then I went back through, you know, my emails from two years ago and they did. I, I think I had to send through like a screenshot PDF um, of my remaining balance. But how do you actually apply for a home loan with HEX? Is that all they'll ask for? But on, that's exactly right. So two things they're going to find it. One is they're going to ask or we're going to ask you for the printoff from the uh, ATO, the MyGov portal, to see whether or not there is a hex debt or whether you've cleared it. And hopefully we can evidence that you've cleared it. Or the other way is, in fact, it's going to be detectable on your tax return. So if you ha have to submit your notice of assessment, which everybody is using at the moment for the home guarantee scheme, then you it will be evident. How can we improve our chances of home loan approval if we have a big hex debt? Kind of is what it is, right? If you haven't got the cash to repay it, what can you do? But if you do, so um, you kind of weigh up what is more important. Do we repay consumer debt, which has got a generally higher interest rate, hex not having interest rate, but it has indexation? Or do we um, use it for more deposit or do we put it towards our hex? The answer is quite 
convoluted and um, depending on what schemes you can access, it might surprise you as to which is the right answer. So when we're looking at somebody, you know, person A, we might say you need to pay your hex off. Person B, we might say, no, you've got opportunity to use a, a family pledge or you've got opportunity to use the home guarantee scheme. Deposit is less important to you. Uh, we're going to do this with you. So uh, it's kind of privileged this, the position that we sit in, that we can guide people in exactly the right direction. So would you recommend paying off like consumer debt, like a credit card or a car loan, but, um, you know, before applying for a home loan and then after you've done that, maybe then you can start consider, um, you know, reducing your hex debt? Assuming that all things are equal, assuming that you can do so, yeah, pay off the highest interest rate first. But then again, which one has the biggest impact? If your car loan, for example, has a really low repayment, but your HECS has a quite a high repayment, you might make a different decision. Yeah, no, that's fair enough. I get that. And I guess as a mortgage broker, what have you seen personally with HEX debt now a compulsory element in home loan application assessments? You know, are the number of options dropping for borrowers when HEX is added to the equation? Absolutely. Yep. So, uh, lenders each have their own specific criteria. We pop them into an overarching kind of calculator that says you could borrow this much with lender A and this much with lender B. The difference can be astounding. The difference can be one or two hundred thousand dollars difference if oh, you wow. pick, yeah, if you pick the lender with the tighter criteria versus one of the others. So yeah, so it can knock out lender options for you. Yeah. So why are there like lenders then that do that that are a bit more lenient <laughs> and then ones that aren't? Some of them, um, it's interesting, there's a whole barrage of different um, elements at play. Some of them take, um, for example, 100% of your overtime. Others will scale it right back to 80% or they're looking for consistency. And if you haven't got the consistency over a longer period of time, they won't take it at all. Um, it's just really the treatment of income that has a big impact and their buffering rates. Um, if one lender's uh, charging you, say, 5.5% interest rate and the other one's charging you 5.7, that is going to have a different uh, different buffered interest rate as well. has an impact. Everything, Every little bit adds up. Beck, what's um what's your opinion on hex indexation being tied with CPA CPI inflation figures? Do you think that it's um a fair way of doing it? Well we all thought it was great previously, you know we because it's <laughs> yes. no interest and um, indexation was quite low. So everybody thought it was the very best policy. It's this year that it started to stand out as something kind of harsh. Um yep. I would I would absolutely hate to be one of those people who've been working all year to pay off their hex only to have the balance grow at the end mm -hmm. of the year. The interesting trick too is that you're even if you're making repayments during the year, the balance doesn't get adjusted until you do your tax return. So you've worked all year, paid it all off, and they're still going to index based on, you know, last 30 June's balance rather than where you're actually at right now. Kind of um maybe it's highlighting <clears throat> a system that needs a bit of an overhaul at the moment. No, fair enough. I, I think a lot of people would yeah. agree with you with you <laughs> on that. <laughs> Pretty much every uni student right now, right? Mm. Oh, <laughs> like Emma and I are putting our Still hands mean. up like, yeah, yeah. yeah. absolutely. <laughs> and the Definitely. cost of a degree is so um, expensive these days. The cost of a, a degree to, that you may or may not even work use because so many people don't end up in the career that they thought they were going to end up in. It's an interesting mm. thing. Yeah, and then having to just pay more on top and, yeah. Yeah. You know, it's um. Yeah, definitely a little bit frustrating for all of us, you know, uni, current uni students, ex-uni students with, still with debt. So, but yep. it's a, it's a what can you do sort of thing. Um, yeah. Just got to keep going, keep paying it off and hope that one day it'll, it'll be gone. <laughs> Better to have the education than not, right? 
Yes. No, exactly. Yeah. Exactly right. Yeah. <laughs> and that's all we have time for. So thank you so much, Rebecca, for coming on the Penny for Your Thoughts podcast to speak with us on such a timely topic. Fabulous. Thanks so much for having me. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, so it's interesting, like, everyone's only now just really starting to talk about is the HEX current system of indexation fair, but it's only really because we've had such a big rise and every other year it's been on average about 2% roughly. Yeah, I um, think there's been a couple of years, in the, like, in the low threes. Low like, threes. But no, you don't you don't talk about it. I think if you like went back to last year's like news articles and when it was indexed, you know, this time last People year, weren't really talking mm, about not yeah. really cared. But yeah, mm. but yeah, I mean, like obviously, we'd all love to get free uni education back like they did in the Guff Whitlam era. But yeah, and I think the Nordic countries as well in mm. Europe they they have free they education. Free education mm-hmm. must be nice. <laughs> yep. So this should make you guys feel a little bit better about your hex debts. The ATO has released the country's 100 biggest hex debts and the highest debt in Australia is a whopping $737,000. Oh my God. I would love to know who that person is. <laughs> With 7.1 indexation applied on top of that, that's an extra 52000 tacked onto their loan. But it would, it would already take that person over 200 years to pay off their existing debt without any voluntary repayment. So I don't think they'll be too fast about it. So they'll be like well buried well, in the ground. Well, I'll be dead like, by then. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, what the heck? Can you imagine having that much hex? Like no. that's the price of a house, like, you know, a home. Like, yeah, in a pretty like, good area. Yeah. I mean, I actually did a cheeky Google search on the train this morning to see how much a medical degree costs because I've heard it's up there. Um, a medical degree is about $400,000. So this person probably did one of those on top of like two other things like before or after they went into medicine. So that's where that Crazy. massive $737,000 comes into yeah. play. I mean, thank God. I mean, mine's I think around 30K. So it's, yeah. you know, time. I've only got like 22 left, I think. So yeah. So nothing, <laughs> no you know, near is nothing too much to worry about. But um, if you guys are looking to get rid of your hex debt ASAP, you can do this by making extra voluntary repayments only if your budget allows for it. And it doesn't have to be a huge amount. You know, no one's asking you to pay an extra $100 a week. I don't think even I could do that. You know, mm. you could start off with 15 or $20 a week even. If this is a path you're looking to take, you can find out how much you owe by logging into MyGov and linking it to the ATO service. So through the MyGov ATO portal, you'll be able to make voluntary repayments via BPay or a credit slash debit card. But one thing a lot of experts recommend, which what um, Rebecca recommended as well, is paying off all other existing debts before worrying about your hex. So someone with an $80,000 income dedicates 5% of their paycheck towards repaying their hex debt, which could be much lower than repayments on a credit card, a personal loan, or a car loan. So let's just say if you had a car loan of $30,000 over five years at a 7% interest rate, that works out to be $7,248 a year or just over 9% of your gross income if you earned 80K. So pay off all that high interest debt before looking into your HEX. And that's all we have time for today. Hopefully we've shed some light on HEX indexation and how your uni debt can impact your borrowing power. If you guys like the episode, don't forget to rate, review and subscribe. We'll see you next time. Bye, Bye guys. Any advice shared here is general in nature and should not be relied upon to make a financial decision.